So, Pastor Paul, it was, I mean, it was pretty awesome. I guess it was maybe, I'm going to say a couple months ago, my timeline may be off a little bit, but uh, we, had, we had done a few devotionals and put them on the, uh, on the uh, Facebook, and I was praying one day and was just like, man, so I text Paul and I said, hey man, I think if we do another round of devotionals, I, I think that we should do it on living intentionally, right? Like doing things on purpose for Christ. And he was like, I saw the bubbles, right? Oh, he's texting back. Uh, and he sent me the logo for this, for this series, Life on Mission. And uh, it's just so good how God affirms and confirms, you know, when we're in his will. Uh, it's just so good. But then, he, so he said, hey, we're going we're gonna to do this series. <clears throat> and uh, he goes, I was thinking about having you speak on one of the messages. And I said, absolutely. I think that's usually always my response to him when he asks for anything. Uh, I said, absolutely. And he said, what about workplace ministry or, or being on mission in the workplace? See how, see how your spirit does with that. And my response was, I think I know how Elizabeth felt uh, when she had John in her womb and Mary walked in and it leaped. My spirit leaped within me whenever he asked me to do uh, a, a message on workplace ministry. So the scripture that we're going, I've got quite a few scriptures. So if you're a note taker, make sure you've got ink in your pen. The, the, the main scripture that I'm, I'm going to talk about is in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 16, he says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. God has called or placed or chosen each of us in a particular workplace with and for a purpose, right? How many of y'all are in the mindset that I'm just going to go to work because I got to get paid and I got to pay bills? That's not a fun mindset to have when it comes to work, right? Because then you wake up, oh my gosh, I got to go to work again. I'm here to tell you, in 42 years, I've had, I don't know, eight or nine jobs. I started at 11 dish washing dishes at my parents' store. At 12, I got promoted to uh, be a butcher. Uh, I've been a mechanic. Uh, I worked underground construction. I've been a lineman, a manager, a uh, shipping supervisor, all these things. I've never had a bad job. I haven't. Now, I haven't always known Jesus either, but I've always had that mindset of this isn't just a job for me. I'm pretty passionate uh, <laughs> Yeah, I heard the chuckles on that. I'm pretty passionate whenever I'm going to do something. Um, but I know that, <clears throat> that God has placed me in my workplace for a purpose outside of earthly treasures, right? Of outside of just collecting a paycheck, outside of possibly getting a promotion, outside of those things. He's got me there for a specific reason, without a doubt. And each of you are exactly the same. 
Do you know that studies say we spend in our lifetime approximately 90,000 hours at work? 90,000 hours. That's one-third of our life we spend at work. Sometimes I think I skew that average because it's about half my life, I feel like, maybe. But I love my job. And why do I love my job? Because I know that God has called me there for more than just work, more than just clocking in, doing my thing, and clocking out. There's so much more to your job if you look to him who allowed you to have that position. Now, I'm, I need participation here, all right? Raise your hand if you think that you're a leader. Okay, maybe half of you. Now, raise your hand if you are a follower of Jesus Christ. Okay. We don't get to decide. We don't get to decide the prior if the latter is true. So let me tell you this. You don't get to decide if you're a leader or not if you've decided to follow Jesus. Right? You are already in a leadership position once that happens. John Maxwell gave the definition, uh, leadership is influence. That's the definition he gave. So if you look at leaders, any leaders that you can think of, you'll realize that they influence the lives of their quote-unquote followers. Some in a good way, some in a bad way, Right? If you're a supervisor and you have direct reports, it's not always easy to do the right thing, to show God's love. Sometimes it's challenging, right? But you, you get to influence people's lives in one way or another. Once we follow and confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives, we are called or commissioned if you have not seen Pastor Paul's message from last week, that was, you know, commission. We are commissioned to influence the lives of those around us in a manner that will help lead them to the same salvation we receive through Jesus Christ. That same salvation that is available to each and every person that we encounter. Every single one. We don't get to pick and choose who has accessibility to God the Father through Jesus Christ. We are not that powerful. We are influencers. If, if you weren't here two weeks ago or if you didn't catch it online, guest speaker Matt Benson, he came in and, man, he brought a powerful message on influence. We are influencers, right? And, and, what did he, and if you missed his sermon, basically one of the things he said is, we are called to be salt, but salt is only valuable if it's applied, right? In Matthew 5.13, it says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. But unless salt gets poured out of the shaker, it remains a mere table ornament. I got that from a book I love, Becoming a Contagious Christian. 
But that's true, right? Salt just sitting on a table, never being touched, never being moved, never being shaken, never being applied. It's just a pretty ornament. We got to rub shoulders with people because if we're the salt, right, to bring flavor, to bring healing, I mean, there's, you know, Matt Benson shared all the different things that salt is good for. But that's what we are called to be. We are called to be salt of the earth. Now, we're gonna, I'm going to talk about some scriptures that are relevant to workplace missions, workplace ministry. The first one is Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You take that mindset of that scripture and you go to work, you're going to see lives changed. People are going to start asking, what is so different about them? How are they happy and joyous walking in here? It took everything in me not to use my last eight hours of PTO. And it's February. <laughs> but if, if, all right, let's go. Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Who's your boss? Who is your Lord and Savior? It's not the one above you on the hierarchy scale at work. It is Jesus Christ. I'm working for him. I don't know about y'all. And I can tell you, his retirement benefits are so much greater than any organization that this world offers. 1 Peter 2.12 Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Oh. Oh. And don't go around work calling people pagans. That's not what that was about. <laughs> but we are surrounded. We are placed in places of darkness. And we are called to be the light. That was part of Matt Benson's message as well. And I'll get to why I wore this t-shirt. But so we do these things... And then when, you know, those, those questions arise, why, why, is, why is he like that, man? Why is he, how is he always smiling? We are so far behind. We're on mandatory overtime. He's been here 14 hours, and he's still clapping hands. And, because when they ask, you know what I'm going to tell them? Man, God's blessed me with an opportunity here to serve him. How can I not be joyful about that? Mm. Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I don't do it for me. I don't really care if I get praise or accolades. I mean, the encouragement is wonderful, right? And that's what we're called to do for each other, but that's not the end goal for me. The end goal for me is that people see him and glorify him. Mm. 
you know, whenever I decided <coughs> to come up here and I was like, you know, this is a Sabbath day, right? And, and Pastor Paul says, we love rest. And, and I get it. We love rest. And so when I said, well, I'm going to talk about work, I thought for sure I'd hear a mumble, God forgive him for he knows not what he does. How dare he bring work into a Sabbath day? And I love, <clears throat> I love acrostics. Uh, it's, it's easy for me to retain like a word. We've got acronyms and things like that, acrostics. It's easy for me to retain and go back. So I'm going to break down work, W-O-R-K, and what that means for me, and then scripture. Work, W, willing. We must be willing to allow God to use us in our workplace. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 10, in the NLT translation says, So I am willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. Are you willing are you willing for God to tap you on the shoulder to say, I need you to go love that person. I need you to go show grace to your boss. Because do we know the stress that they're under? Do we know what goes on in their house before they came into work? Do we know that they have a three-month-old child and they got like 45 minutes of sleep before they came in there and they're just trying to make it through the day? We don't know. Or do we? Who, do we know our coworkers? That comes back to being salt. So W is willing. O, Open. We must be open to the opportunity to be a vessel at work. Colossians 3, chapter 2. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. If I'm constantly thinking about me, or I'm constantly thinking about the hardships or the trials or the long day or the stress, I am not going to be open for the opportunity for God to use me to reach and rub shoulders with another coworker at work. I'm not. But if I set my mind and I'm open to the things above on heavenly things, oh, watch out. Because revivals don't just happen at church. And I'm here to tell you, the first place that revival has to take place is in your heart. Because that spark that starts in here, that's what causes wildfire out there. But you have to be open. Got to be open. R, ready. We must be ready when presented with opportunities to share God's love and to speak about his goodness. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. But in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Are you ready to share 
why you are the way that you are. Because I'm telling you, if you're the light, if you are the light and the salt as we are called to be, you will get questions. You will get questions. And are you ready to answer those questions? So be ready. Okay. And this is, whew, this is a tough one. You might have to chew on this one a little bit. Kind. Be kind to those around you. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Um, Hold on. Oh, here we go, 32, I'm sorry. Chapter 4, verse 32. I put the wrong thing on my paper, my bad. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. You ever been wronged at work? Let's see how many hands go up for that. Who's been wronged at work? Every single person, I love it. How quick were you to forgive that person? How kind were you the next interaction that you had with them? We're called to be kind. Does that mean it's easy? Not in our own strength, it's not. But if we set our minds on heavenly things and live a life like Christ, we can be kind. So I'm going to tell you some personal stories of mine, how I've been willing, open, ready, and kind, and how God's worked in my life at workplaces. Uh, Those of you that have watched my testimony, man, when I first gave my life to Jesus, oh my goodness, everybody that I encountered knew how much I loved him and how much he loved them. My boss at the time, his name was Chris. And, uh, you know, I'm coming into work. This is when I worked at the phone company. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, man, you're never going to believe what God did. Well, through prayer, I had Tuesday nights open in this season of my life. So this was like nine years ago. Uh, I had Tuesday nights. He lived in, in the uh, neighborhood that was connected to mine. So I literally had to go out of my driveway, turn left, turn left, turn right, his house. I mean, I could have walked. I went over to his house um, every Tuesday night, and I would share with he and his wife, and they had four kids. And I would share, hey, just wanted to stop by and say hi, you know, and just share what God was doing in my life and invited them to church, right? And, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll be there Sunday. Sunday come, nothing. Next Tuesday, back over there. Oh, my goodness, you're never going to believe what God did this week. I did that for a year and a half. Every single Tuesday I went over there and loved on those people. A year and a half. It was around Thanksgiving time. <clears throat> And I was at church, and I was in the foyer. Well, I'd come down the stairs from Sunday school, and I saw Chris. And he was leaned up against the the wall. His head was downcast, and I just could tell. 
So I walked up and I was like, hey man, thanks for coming to church, you all right? And he was like, no. He didn't want to talk about it, but I was like, okay, I'm praising God because he's here. The man wept during worship. And uh, we left church and I said, call me, text me, whatever, man, I'm, I'm here for you. I love you. And I go home after church, and I'm sitting there, and my phone, he sends me a text message and said, hey, man, you mind if I come over? And I was like, absolutely. (laughs) I got my Bible because I knew, I knew that fruit was about to be born. That man came over, and they had some marital issues uh, his wife, you know, made some bad decisions, and, uh, and he was broken, man, and he didn't know what to do. But he knew the hope and the joy that I had. And at this moment in his life, he was so broken, he didn't know what else. And so we talked, and I asked him, do you want to make Jesus Lord and Savior of your life? And he said, I do. He got saved, and I discipled him, and about, it was right before Christmas, his wife repented and came back, gave her life to Christ, and they got baptized on the same day. A year and a half. A year and a half, and I thought, God, thank you for never giving up on me, and thank you for instilling it in me to just keep going. Because probably in my own strength, after like two or three invites or visits, I probably would have been like, I guess this is a no dead-end road. A year and a half. So don't quit before the miracle, right? If God lays it on your heart, there's a purpose for that. And if he calls you, Keep answering and keep going. So then, um, working at the phone company, prayed about it and felt led. I had a dear friend. We started a Bible study at the phone company. We'd come in before work, an hour before. We had Bible study outside in folding chairs, uh, and it was awesome. um, I did that for a while up in Indianapolis, then I transferred to New Albany, and most of you know my testimony. If you don't, uh, I got into addiction and uh, ended up going to rehab and and getting out of rehab and lost that job of 18 years, uh, got divorced. Just, you know, a lot of stuff happened in a very short amount of time. And I thought, man, I I already messed up my calling. And uh, now I don't even know that I can be used by God. But, you know, because of his unchanging grace that the song and Pastor Paul spoke of, he has used that in so many significant ways to to reach people that I probably would have never been able to reach had I not repented and gave it to him. But so the job, I was looking for a job, and I really didn't know what I was going to do. I had done phone work, and I was a butcher, and uh, so I'm like, God, I don't really know what I'm going to do. And um, I got a job at 
Samtech is where I currently am employed. And I knew I was getting a job as soon as I walked in for the interview. Um, a year and a half prior to that interview, when at work at the phone company, they said, hey, we've got a customer that's irate, canceling all the services, can you go out? She said, yeah, so I go out to this house, knock on the door, and, and this guy comes, and, and man, I tell you what, <laughs> I don't know, he used words I'd never heard of, and he wasn't a sailor, but I assumed that he was, <laughs> but man, he let me have it, up one side and down the other, and, and uh, you know, thankfully, I, I knew Jesus, and I knew, I don't know where he's at, but I'm going to love him right where he is, and eight and a half hours later, we, me and my technician left this man's house with everything working as it should, calm, gratitude. It, it was a changed experience. So fast forward to the interview, a gentleman by the name of Bryson, a good friend of mine who's here, he meets me at the front door, Sam Tech takes me upstairs, opens the door, there sits that man from a year and a half prior. And I said, well, I'm getting a job. And, and, and he ended up, he was my supervisor. When I started at Samtech, he, he was my direct supervisor. Um, and it was awesome. It was so good. So, so as God is restoring me and building me back up, I started to get that fire. I was like, God, I, I know you used me in my workplace before and we had a Bible study. I'd really love to have a Bible study here at work. So I prayed about it and prayed about it, and I used to wear uh, uh, a bracelet that said, I am second, you know, put God and others first in my life. It's not just about me. Well, I was sitting in the lunchroom eating lunch, and a gentleman by the name of Justin, who's also here, I saw him walk by. This is about being open, right? I, I see him walk by, and he's got that same bracelet, and I was like, hey, bro, nice bracelet. Thanks. A few weeks later, same break room, gentleman by the name of Jacob, who's also here today, uh, comes up and he was like, hey, aren't you Josh, that preacher? Uh, and I was like, I am. So we had a little conversation, and, and then the Holy Spirit sparked. I was like, man, I've been praying about a Bible study at work. Do you think that's something that you'd be interested in? Like, I'm thinking even if it's just a one-on-one -on -one Bible study, I'm cool with that. He was like, yeah, and I, and I think I've got some buddies that would probably like to join as well. So I went to HR because, you know, a lot of places you work, they're not going to allow something like that. So I went to our HR lady and I said, hey, I'm kind of feeling led to do like a Bible study at work. And she was like, oh my gosh, I have been praying for Jesus to come in here and to do something like that. She booked us a room 7 a.m. every Thursday morning and she booked it for the whole year. So nobody could reserve that room because it was set apart for us. And i tell you what, that's been, I mean, it's well over a year that I've been meeting with these young gentlemen up here. Uh, and it's not, we may miss one here and there, but I tell you what, we do life together. We influence each other. We lift each other up. We encourage each other.
And because of that, that's why I have this shirt. Because of the relationships and because of being open and ready and willing, Bryson was going to go on a mission trip, and he was selling these T-shirts uh, to support that, that mission trip. And, uh, you know, had, had all those things not transpired, I wouldn't be wearing this shirt. I may not be sharing this message. I may not have them up here to support me. God is so good. And he's not just good here. He is so good at the workplace. And that's why I'm so excited to go to work every day. Because every day he does something new. And something special. And something that's way outside of my plan. I could tell you so many stories about conversations I've had with a woman who her husband was an alcoholic and she didn't know what to do because I was open and I was willing. There's so many. God wants to use you to transform your workplace. He does. You just got to let him. And the stories that will come out of that and you start sharing those stories with people, we're going to impact the world. So don't just look at work as a job. Look at work as an opportunity because God has blessed you. He has called you. He has placed you. He has chosen you for that specific job. Don't just clock in and out and go through the motions. You're missing out on so many blessings. And you have so much more to offer than just showing up and doing your job. You have so much more at stake than getting a paycheck and paying your bills. You can be the change in your workplace you can be the light in that dark place. You can be the salt that so many around you are in dire need of. You just have to be willing. You have to be open. You got to be ready and be kind. Let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. God, thank you that whenever we turn our focus and we truly live a life surrendered to you as our Lord and Savior, that it's not just work. God, that our days can be filled with joy, filled with laughter, filled with love, filled with empathy, filled with compassion for those around us, God, because we live and work in a broken world. God, Spark that fire in each heart here, those listening online. Start that revival in our hearts and let it spread to those around us. God, I pray that each and every person here, whether employed or not, God, that this doesn't just apply to just work. This applies to the grocery store. This applies to the gas station. This applies to every area of our life. 
And God, I pray that we have that mission mindset because we are commissioned to go and be the salt and light of this world. God, thank you so much for this opportunity, God. I I pray as this message penetrates our hearts that we do see ourselves as more than just employees in the workplace, but that we are missionaries to go out and to spread the gospel, to spread your love, to spread your kindness, your forgiveness, God, your grace. God, and if there's one here today that hasn't made you Lord and Savior of your life, of their life, God, I pray today that they take that step of faith, that today they say, I want those retirement benefits that were spoken of, those eternal benefits, God, that we may spend eternity with you in heaven. God, we love you so very much. We're so thankful for all that you do for us, in us, and through us. And we pray all these things through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.